0: what's up guys welcome to the who better than you podcast the podcast where we dive deep into self-development and how to implement more of it into our daily lives my name is gina i'm a 28 year old fitness coach and yoga instructor and i have met many other women in their 20s sharing the same struggles as me i figured it was time to get raw about what it's like navigating life at this age half figured out half hot mess Get ready to embrace your inner strength, defy expectations, and step into your power. It's time to conquer imposter syndrome and become the unstoppable force God has created you to be. No matter what life throws at you, there's nobody better than you for this journey. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Who Better Than You podcast. My name is Gina, and I'm the host for your show. I hope you guys all had a wonderful Uh, Thanksgiving. I know that my family and I, we celebrated the week before. So we actually did Thanksgiving. It would have been last Sunday now. Um, And it was just really nice, you know, getting together with everyone. It's kind of like wild when everybody's grown and like has significant others because we just figured it'd be easier to spend our time together because we knew Thursday, like everybody was going to be. Um, a little bit chaotic and everywhere. So, I actually spent Thanksgiving. It was just my mom and I. My dad ended up working, and we went and took this yoga class that we take pretty much every year for the past probably five years. And let me just say, it is the hottest, most intense yoga class I take every year. It is the only class that can get me to leave the room because of how freaking hot it is in there. Um, but it is such a rewarding rewarding class but this year we were both like my mom and I were both so exhausted from it like it was almost like heat exhaustion that to be honest I just laid around all of Thursday it was extremely lazy i'm back in my reading era um what's funny about me is i phase in and out Ugh, i do this with some things but specifically with reading where i'm like really obsessed with books and i'll power through and then I don't know why like starting a book is always hard because you know when you're not like into the story yet it's hard to invest the initial time to sit and be quiet and just wait until I guess it gets good um but I'm back on it like heavy and right now I'm currently obsessed with like murder mystery type vibe um I was a big Colleen Hoover fan, naturally. I feel like she's a really good, um, intro. Like it's, it's easy reads. She does a lot of romance novels. So I found that I was starting to get a little bored with the predictability of those kinds of books, which is crazy for me because that's what I've always enjoyed reading. So I decided to switch it up. Um, one of my clients actually gave me a book called The Couple Next Door, um, And I read it within the week. It was really good. And so now I'm on to The Perfect Marriage, which I've heard a lot of people saying really good things about. So I'm already, I don't know, almost a quarter of the way in. I just started it last night. So I'm really excited. After I finish uh, filming this, I'm going to cozy up onto my couch and try to read some more. Because once I get like fixated on it, then I truly can't stop. So I went to Instagram and asked people, for some recs, like on what to read next, and I got so many good responses, so I'll be sure to share those on my Instagram. If anyone else is also in their reading era or is interested in maybe starting, I used to listen to a lot of Crime Junkie with Ashley Flowers, uh, who has that is her podcast is Crime Junkie. But a few people recommended her recent book to me, which I found pretty interesting. And I've heard a lot of things about The Silent Patient. Uh, pretty Some mixed reviews, but more good than not. So I'm thinking that by, might be my next one that I'm going to read. But I'm always open to different uh, different books and series. But I do think right now I'm going to try to stick to this like murder mystery until I start having nightmares. And then I guess I'll take that as as a sign to stop. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's been pretty relaxed for me. Um, I found that reading naturally just helps me disconnect or have like less FOMO. Cause I'm not on my phone as much. I'm not really, uh, texting people or, or worrying so much about like what's going on. I'm just, um, kind of in my own little world right now, to be honest. And it's kind of nice. So I don't know where you guys are, but hopefully it's, you're finding some level of peace as we get ready for the holiday season. And I think because I've been a little more homebody, I have been spending more time with my dog, which I mean, we always hang out, but a lot of times I am home and then off again. And I don't know, I think the last week we've really been maybe bonding more than usual. Um, And I just was kind of getting a little sentimental about, you know, the relationship that I have with him, which might sound silly, but if you're a dog owner, you get it. Or if you're an animal owner at all, really. And I started to think about just the things I've been through since I've gotten Biggie. That's his name, Biggie Smalls. Uh, Biggie Smalls Haybarger is his formal legal name. But I got Biggie when I turned 24, I believe it was my 24th birthday. And so much in my life has happened since I've gotten him. And I was just thinking back on it. And, you know, I mean, he really did see me through some things. Like the summer I got him, he was, so my birthday's at the end of June. So he was little, he's like 12 weeks old. And then that October, November is when my ex and I split and we actually had the dog together. And so Biggie was there for that entire mess. And I remember he was just so little and frantic. I felt bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm causing this dog trauma because it's the first five months of his life and we're living here, we're living there, but dogs are very resilient. So, we, when we moved back in with my parents, he was still so young and he got very close to my mom and dad, but specifically my dad. I don't know why he's like the dog whisperer, but every dog we've ever had just like is obsessed with him probably because he gives them a lot of table food. But the first year Biggie's life, I would say was a little chaotic and I probably wasn't really, I know I wasn't a very good dog mom. I mean, to be fair, I was going through lot of things on my own and it sounds silly because you think having an animal I mean it's gosh it's not like he's a baby but in that first year I mean no always like dogs they still require a lot of attention and I remember I was just like pretty checked out and I'm very grateful to my parents because they definitely like picked up the slack um while I was going through that but I don't know it's wild and it, it just had me thinking about because then you know when I moved to Pittsburgh it was probably six months after living with my parents so within a year he was three different places and when I first moved here I actually didn't bring him with me because I was just trying to like get acclimated and you know I didn't want to put him in a new environment again but then I realized like okay he's my dog it's my responsibility like I can't just like not bring him with me and so um He came and now he's been living with me full time here and he does great. Like, this is his home. He gets really excited when we leave my parents and we come back here. But I don't know. It just, where I'm getting at with this is it had me in my feels. And I was on TikTok and I saw something about like why you should get a dog in your 20s. So I thought I would just kind of expand on this a little bit more. It's more of like a lighthearted episode. And if you have a dog or a cat or an animal, whatever, like you're, you're really going to hopefully relate to this. And if you don't, maybe this will be your sign to explore, uh, what that could look like for you a little bit more. Um, but I just think it's more the overarching, uh, lessons that having a dog has taught me. And I saw something about like this girl who she's like to the dog, that I got in my 20s and he's like real young and then it fast forwards to like her having babies in her 30s and he's like real gray around his beard and I was naturally sobbing um but no really I was thinking about him like that is crazy to think about because if I got Biggie when I was 24 he's four now I'm like hopefully in the next five years gonna have kids so at that point he'll be what nine or ten and I mean in my head Biggie will live forever like He just has to, but if he does not, um, you know, I mean, I'm hoping he'll be here. He better be here when I have kids, God willing. And I was just thinking about like how much happens in your life, especially as a woman between those ages, like your early twenties. And I do think there is a real special bond that you have with that first dog. like I don't have kids yet. So I'm sure that I know that all of this is amplified when you have a child, but I can only speak from my own experience. And I will say that having a dog before a kid has really eased, like helped me tiptoe my way into what it's like to be responsible for something else. Like I remember when Biggie was a puppy and I was genuinely, I feel like had a dose of like postpartum depression. I'm so serious because I remember being at home with him and he was just so needy and you know boy dogs are even more and we'd take him out all the time and trying to train him and I remember thinking like oh my gosh I'm never going to be able to like leave this thing at home or you know like it's I'm always gonna have to be responsible for this living thing and at that time I wasn't like I was just so caught up in like having a puppy and getting things for the puppy that once it was like real and I was just home with him, I'm like, okay, well now what? And again, that might sound silly, but that really is how I felt. And I felt like that at first for a while. Like, I hope he's not listening because he's on the couch behind me. But like at first it was kind of a burden to me. I'm like, I don't know if I actually want to do this, which is why I kind of, I don't know. I, like I said, I think the first year I was just very like la-di-da about it. And I think once I took a response, true responsibility for him, like when I brought him here to Pittsburgh with me and we were like settled, I realized just how, um, how much you have to do for a dog. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously I still live a full life and I can go out and do things. It's, it's by no means I'm no, I'm by no means comparing this to having a child because I know it's different, but there is still a level of like, if you go out at night knowing, when you come home, like you still have a responsibility or planning my day around, okay, what time can I go home to walk him or, um, you know, let him outside and then planning out his different, uh, pet groomers and this, that, and the other. And again, it's small steps, but I think that there's so much importance of having something to care for that is just, it kind of like helps you think about yourself less. Well, it does make you think about yourself less because you literally, this animal was counting on you for survival and it just, I don't know, it, it's just made me a lot more responsible. I think it's also shown me how selfish I can be or have been, if that makes sense, like where I wouldn't think twice about another thing but myself because like I didn't have to, why would I? It's helped me ease into that motherly instinct of like caring for something else just as much, if not more than you do for yourself. Uh, I think the biggest thing that Biggie has taught me over the last four years is just the amount of like unconditional love that these little animals have for you is truly like, it's just so sweet when you think about it. I remember someone saying or reading it on Pinterest that, to us, a dog is a part of our lives, but to a dog, we are their whole life. And I mean instant tears because when you really think about it, we are their entire existence if you have them from when they're a puppy till they're grown. Like, so it's also made me more patient because there are times that I get extremely frustrated with him or like he has a tendency to, I mean, he still pees in the house. He's fixed. He's trained. He's trained all the things, but for whatever reason, he's a boy dog and he likes to lift that leg whenever he can. And in those little moments, like there's a bigger lesson in it, right? Than just having a dog. This can be for quite literally anything, but you have to stop and recognize that it's not that serious. It's okay. And we're all on this like learning curve. And so it's taught me to be patient, and it's also really shown me that sense of unconditional love. Like, you know, when someone has a child and it's like, you can just see the change in them. Like I have a lot of friends with kids and I've seen that like bond they have with their child. And obviously, like I have a niece. I love her dearly. My boyfriend has a son. I love him dearly. But it it is different when you have your own child and I can't speak on that yet. So for me, I don't fully understand that. But I do think when you have an animal... You start to you can you can understand how someone has that feeling with their own because of just the way I feel for a biggie, and I used to get so like annoyed when my friends like I have to go home and let my dog out or whatever, and I'm just like, I mean, they're a dog, but truly, when it's yours, it's they are your child. It's like I most days would rather hang out with Biggie than go and do something social or I like to bring him with me because I want to give him a good experience which seems so ridiculous but I think that's the idea of unconditional love at any capacity like if I go to Starbucks now he has he I mean he comes he just comes with me he he knows what it is we take a ride to Starbucks and every single time he gets a pup cup or I bring one home to him and I think it just shows like it feels good to put something else before yourself or to consider something else beside yourself it gives you a sense of purpose and it just I don't know it keeps you it keeps you lighthearted. like Biggie always I mean he's truly my emotional support he's seen me in every state and I just think it is the sweetest thing that no matter what they just love you like they don't care what you look like when you cry they don't care if you have morning breath like they just love you I think that is so tender and so sweet, and I also think it helps you just explore those parenting instincts that we all, I believe, innately have, but without actually having to do their laundry or change the diapers. Like it's like I said, it's a good like dipping your toes into the water, getting a taste um, of what that what that would like would be like. Um, I just, you know, I think the biggest thing is they just help you through the chaotic part of your twenties. And this might sound surprising, but there's actually a lot of groups that get their dogs together. So I think it's a good way, especially in your twenties. And if you're like in a new city or somewhere unfamiliar where you don't just, you just don't have a lot of people around you. It's a great way to meet people. There's like, I guarantee a Facebook group out there somewhere for your specific breed of dog if you really want to narrow it down, and they're always having like meetups and different, um, you know, different occasions. So I think that's like, I don't know, it's just really sweet. Like I think it's it's cool to see how people love their pet, and I think it just is an extension of who you are. Like your they say your pet can kind of start to look like you, and I've definitely noticed like. Biggie's behavior more so is it's kind of funny like he's very codependent and needy and he just like he's such a love bug and I can see that I have kind of done that to him I mean I'm sure some of that is his breed because he's half poodle and um the kava poop breed in general is like just known for um being very lovable but it's funny like they pick up on your energy for sure and they will start to kind of like act like their owner so I don't know. This is just more of a lighthearted episode today. I don't know if what I'm really trying to, to do is in- influence you to get a dog or to speak to my, my dog or slash animal lovers out there who can relate to the feeling. But I think it all tied together with just being retrospective about just the things that happen in your 20s and how you start your 20s versus how you leave your 20s hopefully looks different more calm and a little bit more settled and I think I've just been thinking a lot about that just how I kind of entered that era of my life and now that I'm 28 I'll be 29 like just thinking about how things have just changed for me I feel like I was just talking to my mom about this today I've been like more nesting I don't know why like this morning I was going to get a Starbucks. And I took a look in my yard and I noticed all the leaves that are just like ugly at this point. And I just started raking my leaves and I was busting out the garbage cans and the thick rubber gloves and I'm pulling the weeds. And I'm like, that might be very standard for some people, but I promise you it's nothing I ever cared about before. And all of a sudden I'm like obsessed with just getting these things in order. So I think that it's a small thing, but I am attributing that to my growth and maturity. And even if it is small, I think you should also celebrate those things about yourself. And if I have one takeaway from you for you today, maybe you don't go out and buy a dog, that's fine. But maybe sit and just think about and you don't have to be in your 20s. Like think about whatever era you're in. Maybe think within the last five years even and just notice the difference in the things you care about and how you communicate and the people around you and just notice how those things have shifted and take uh, take some inventory. Like is that a good thing or a bad thing? Hopefully it's a good thing, right? Because as we age, we are more self-aware. If, if we take the steps to self-development and taking ownership and accountability and looking around and understanding that your environment essentially does shape who you are and that we are responsible for the people that we allow access to in our lives. So maybe just stop and think about that and notice where that sits and feels good in your body and where it maybe doesn't and how you can start to make those changes to getting to that place uh, that you ideally would like to see yourself in the next year. Or so, I'm going to keep this episode pretty short and sweet today. I kind of didn't really have one specific topic that I wanted to talk about, but I think I'm filming today's episode. It's a Sunday for me, so heading into the new week, I'm just starting to think about I've been off since Wednesday, so I'm like kind of having the Sunday scaries a little bit, and I'm like trying to get out of that mindset by thinking about how I can set myself up for a good week. So, I'm giving my This, my own challenge, and I would like for you to do this as well. I don't care what day you hear this, like maybe set that challenge for yourself for the next seven days, okay, whenever it is you listen to this. But before every task that you do, I want you to ask yourself, what is the happiest and calmest way I can do this? And I challenge myself and you to that because I have noticed, and if I notice it myself, I'm assuming there's other people who have noticed this in themselves as well, but I'm always in the next moment. It seems, and I've talked about being present before and how we can stay in the present moment. But let's be honest: like when you're just going through the motions and you're busy and your environment's constantly shifting and whatnot, it's really hard to even stop and like realize if you're being present or not. And I noticed especially this weekend because. I have two jobs and it's like whenever I'm at the other job, I'm always thinking about the other job and vice versa. And I'm always thinking about like the next day and how can I plan that day? And so I realized by doing that, I'm just like wishing all of these moments away. And so my challenge and your challenge is to notice yourself rushing through your normal everyday tasks, whether that's at home, whether that's with your kids, whether that's at work, like whatever that looks like for you. And I want you to examine your state of mind and notice how you're feeling. And then I want you to notice if you're wishing that moment away, like if you're thinking about the next thing, especially with the holidays, I feel like we all can get caught up and be um, guilty of this and just worrying and thinking about all the other, you know, the million things and ways that we're being pulled. And I want you to notice if you're feeling rushed, that you're probably already on to the next thing in your mind. And so when you do this, I want you to take a moment to decide on the happiest and the calmest way you can do that task at hand. So let's say you are folding laundry and you are thinking about five other things that you have to do and you can feel yourself starting to get like a little frantic and a little bit like, all right, I have to to move on to this next task. I want you to stop and I want you to ask yourself that question. How can I do this task in the happiest and calmest way so that we can have peace, even in the littlest things like folding our laundry. Because when we do it in those little things, it then will translate to the bigger things. But we can't expect change like that to just happen. It has to start with like one one task. So maybe for you, if you're folding laundry, maybe that's putting on some music, listening to some of, you know, one of your favorite playlists or whatever, or a podcast, maybe this podcast, free marketing for me. Um, and you decide to just simply be fully present and do that task with no distraction and no real worry about what's coming next, because that is still going to be there for you when you finish. And what that will begin to do is give you more joy, I think, because there can be joy in things like folding the laundry. Like when we don't look at things from the lens of all these things we have to do, And we think about the things we get to do, right? It's like that mindset, I have to versus I get to. It can make, it's like that slightest little shift in the mind can make that task that feels like chores because essentially it could all feel like a chore and it just, it alleviates that and you just start to feel gratitude. You start to feel actual joy for being able to do these simple tasks. And I want you to engage in that. And any activity that follows you is just to begin to embrace the things you do, go into it and ask yourself, how can I, or what is the happiest and calmest way that I can do this task? And just notice uh, those, those shifts that happen for you and see if that, you know, one moment into the next moment starts to alleviate some of that I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And rather we come from a place of gratitude and a place of saying, I get to do this today and finding uh, presence and joy in those tasks. So uh, I was a little bit all over the place today. So if you've bared with me this far into the episode, you're the real MVP. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week and just, you know, again, continue to keep these, these little shifts in the back of your mind and being kind, especially, especially as we head into the holiday season and just understanding and owning the impact that you have in the people around you and, and acknowledging that wherever you go, every room you enter, you can have influence. And so I really hope that you choose to be a positive impactful influence and continue to share your goodness with the world because we need more of that so be sure to rate the podcast because the more we rate it the more people that will be able to see it and the more people that we can reach and impact don't you forget there's nobody more equipped than you for this journey